you're passionate about transforming retail operations and improving performance, plus you're accountable for key change projects and programs in your company, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. Hey there and welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. I am Oliver Banks, your host and your guide to successfully delivering your retail transformation. Thank you for tuning in. This one is episode 127, number 127. In the retail industry over the past few years, there's been a lot of attention on cashierless or checkout free stores. Amazon certainly seemed to have been leading the way at least if your measure is press inches or tweets or something like that, right? They've had a lot of publicity behind their Amazon Go stores and their Just Walk Out technology. But time moves quickly, and this isn't really new technology, so to speak, anymore. Amazon first started experimenting with their Go technology before 2015, and then in late 2016, they opened to employees only, and then eventually to customers in January 2018. So that's actually quite a little while if you consider all that has happened in the last three years now. Amazon have continued to open more and more sites, building robustness in their technology and their operating model, and learning more about how customers interact. They've expanded to bigger format stores like their Go Grocery. They're experimenting with smart carts that recognize the products that you are putting in it. They've recently opened two Amazon Fresh stores in London, which are essentially Amazon Go. And they've now got 30 stores across the US and the UK with this Just Walk Out technology. Plus, they're starting to license that out to other retailers who are starting to deploy Amazon tech in their own stores. But it's not just Amazon. If we look east, certainly to China, the checkout-free store is much more widespread, and it certainly seems to be a trend or a theme that is going to continue. And across the world, there are many other solutions. It's not just Amazon that has the monopoly on this particular technology, right? Or even the approach to having a checkout-free or a cashier-less store. So to help us all understand this in more detail, I wanted to invite someone that has a good understanding of the worldwide retail market and someone who has researched this new store format or this new store technology in more detail. Tiffany Lung is a research analyst specializing in Asia retail strategy, innovation and consumer behavior. She's got a decade of experience observing the wider retail industry in many different categories from high-end fashion through to grocery and supermarkets. Her analysis and insights are often featured in industry events or in the press, plus she's a writer for Forbes, Jing Daily and other retail publications. Hot off the press, she has also just been named as one of the top 50 retail technology influencers by the Retail Technology Innovation Hub, alongside yours truly by the way. And from Tiffany's travels, she shares global retail innovation, smart stores, flagships, fancy stuff, and also hosts an amazing video series called Tiffany's Retail Patrol. And you get to see some very cool stores there. So I'm very excited to be welcoming Tiffany to the show. 
Before we get started, do make sure you head over to the show notes page today at obandco.uk slash 127. That's obandco.uk slash 127. Right, here is my conversation with Tiffany Lung looking at checkout free stores. Here we go. So today I'm really glad to welcome Tiffany Lung to the show. Tiffany, how are things? Good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, it's a real pleasure to welcome you on to the show. I know you're a real expert in the topic that we're going to be diving into today, having done a number of different pieces of research for it, and that is all about checkout-free stores or cashierless stores. I'm really excited by this topic. There's lots of news continually going around the retail industry about this topic, mainly led, I think, by Amazon and their Just Walk Out technology particularly in their Go stores, but most recently in London in their Amazon Fresh store. Let's just get everyone onto the same page. What do we mean by checkout free stores, if it's not too obvious? <laughs> <laughs> no, that is a really good question, right? Um, technically, it is as the term defines it. It's a store absent of checkout hardware and substitution with other means like mobile devices or the camera and sensors that you'd see in Amazon Go. But the term is also quite arguably synonymous with unmanned stores, where the role of a cashier is not present, but automated with other technology solutions. But that still requires a till in the case of utilizing an image recognition AI checkout or a verifier before exiting the store, right? Mm. And then there's some that would literally rent out a space, you know, fill it out with vending machines and equally call that a cashierless amount store. So the term really has a myriad of definitions, I suppose. Yeah, particularly thinking about vending machines, actually, I hadn't considered that, but that's mm. definitely on point. I can certainly recall there are some stores where they've gone unmanned through through the use of vending machines, as you say. Mm-hmm. What are some of your favorite examples of these across the world, Tiffany? Right. So back in normal times, my favorite part of traveling was actually visiting all these tech pilot stores, which were actually more prominent in Asia than the opportunities I had in the West. Mm. I actually film a lot of these videos called hashtag Tiffany's Retail Patrol. You can find them on YouTube or LinkedIn, where I basically film my experience of inside these stores. They're amazing, by the way. Thank if you, you haven't checked them out, then I will, uh, I'll include some on the show notes today but do go and check them out. They're really great. Yeah, it's been a while um, being able to do retail patrols since there aren't too many new flagship <laughs> stores opening or new tech. I really wish I was at the Amazon Fresh, but I'm sure it's very well covered by every single English analyst over there. So I think I'm good. But all in all, I really tried all variations of Amaz stores and cashierless models under the sun, like from Alibaba's RFID demo to JD.com's um, AI image recognition checkout solutions and convenience stores, and also Pret's NFC tap and go model as well. Like, yeah, my hobbies aren't that sexy if you think about it. I genuinely just like to go into stores and test their technology. <laughs> um, but yeah, there isn't to say that there aren't any working models in the West, right? I mean, they're definitely tried and tested frequently. Uh, I mean, after all, the first ever Amman store was actually created from a small town in Sweden. But by memory, the, a- the AFI Albert Heinz store at the Amsterdam airport was actually a great working model of the grab what you want, that walk out technology as well, right? I'm not familiar with that one. Let's just dive into that. Why, why, do, you, why do you pull that out as a great model? So Albert Heinz one was a convenience store at the Amsterdam Schiphol airport. Um, basically, you tap a card to enter. Like It's one of their 
I guess it's their membership or loyalty card in a sense to gain access, right? You pull out any item from the store and then you stand at their verifier and it basically reads which item you've pulled out and then you can leave and it's already automated and checked out to go for. A lot of press was surrounded across that and Alberheim has been quite innovative in that sense. Like they did another pilot back in the days where you tap their ESL, like the electronic shelf labels, yep. as a way of checking out as well. So they've done quite good things in the past. And I actually recently was introduced to this Auckland-based vendor called Imager as well, which they piloted in Japan, in a Japan um, supermarket, in a sense, where they've only used smart trolleys or smart carts, uh, essentially. But that made a very capital light mm. for this whole amount store, well, cashierless experience. But you know, at the end of the day, there are, very, there are many different models. Each model has its pros and cons, and they're very much suited for different needs, depending on the retailer. So what are the models? So we've got, I guess, some form of scanning model. We've got a yeah. an Amazon Go style camera model. We've got trolley-based model. Mm-hmm. What else? There's always RFID tagging. RFID, of course, yes. Yes, the AI checkout. So the, it's quite common to see convenience. Store. I've tested a few of these convenience stores where you basically, it's image recognition. So th- there is a checkout till, but you put the items there, they recognize the item and that's how you check out. But it's all till based as well. So generally there are those, you could say. That makes sense. And what are some of the, the pros and cons between those different ones? And how do you decide which is the best for your particular company, I guess? Well, there's a fair few. I mean, I did, so my piece is I analyze, I question, I interviewed a number of analysts, such as you as well, Ali, um, who really helped me define which are the pros and cons. And everyone's answers are quite in unison. So for customers, right, it's like obvious is it will cut down waiting time. But I say this, but the cue to spectate the whole Amazon fresh store kind of nullify the whole checkout free concept in a sense mm. so to say it's the convenience factor of speeding up the checkout process you know waiting times are usually the number one frustrations of the customer it drives them right out the door yep but the con to this is obviously the monitoring i don't think everyone's always up for the big brother scheme yeah in china apparently it's more well it's more accepted but in the west definitely everyone's very wary of this like data tracking isn't what everyone is open to despite the personalization aspects you know some people genuinely would like to just enter a supermarket without being targeted or knowing who they are right there's also discrimination in the sense where for those who still opt for traditional payment methods right some i mean we're as technology industry insiders we're all for and advocates of digital transformation and digitalization, but there are actually several states in the US and like, for example, Singapore, they've also banned the whole cashless concept, for example, because they call this as mm. a form of discrimination. And, you know, with all this technology, you remove the whole community aspect, there's no personal interaction. Mm. But having said that, for the colleague side, the shop floor workers, right, what does this mean? Because that means less manual labor, spent at checkouts, less training, but the eradication of jobs is the biggest threat. Um, a lot of people actually are not keen up for this technology because it removes their weekly shopping habits of like speaking to the deli counter person or the, the cashier person asking how your day was, etc. Mm. And training them to use new technologies and having to, them to understand it can be quite difficult. Technology is meant to help and make things better. But with every new technology introduced, whether it's a mobile Palm Pilot, like, system and whatnot it's often met with a lot of resistance i mean at the end of the day you have to remember 
not every individual is tech savvy. You've got people from all walks of life. Definitely. Especially working on the supermarket shop floor, whether or not it aids them in their daily operations is another story. And with the company, right? Of course, supposedly, supposedly it saves costs. You know, after getting over the initial installation and the maintenance costs of the technology itself, comparing it with the value can bring it and potentially offset this, right? Mm. Especially because if you think about it, labor costs in the West is much higher than it is in the East. I read somewhere where like the entry clerks or the ones standing by the door in the Amazon Fresh, they get paid like what, a tenner an hour or so. Mm. You know, this would seemingly make it more economical sense for the West for those who might opt for this kind of technology. Especially because you also lower the kind of retail space that's needed. You don't need the cashiers, you don't need checkout sales. So that's more space for us to use, right? Very much so, yeah. Yeah, but the bigger the store, the harder it is to get all this cashierless gear to work. Yes. You've got to train not just the workers, but also your AI reading model, for example. You have to retrofit the whole store. It's very, very capital heavy. Is it worth the investment? Are they able, capable of rolling out to scale? Or should they outsource and leverage another retailer's technology, like Amazon's, just walk out technology to accelerate their digital initiatives, but who would want another retailer to be reading their data, right? Mm. One of the big questions I also got out of my thesis was, does the UK have the talent domestically to also develop this kind of technology? Yep. What are your thoughts? Does it? That's quite a bigger question approach <laughs> in terms of the UK and Brexit, whether or not you have local talent. So maybe not might might not touch on that one for now. Fair enough. But, I mean, this is why the UK is great for what it is. You have all kinds of people bringing different kinds of talents into your country to help operate these models, right? Mm. Let's uh, just rewind a couple of minutes to something that you, you mentioned, which was around the business case if that's okay, Tiffany. Mm. So on the face of it, it seems that the business case is remove your cashiers, save labor cost and space as well. And that pays for the heavy technology investment. Mm. I mean, there are there are other things going on, right, in terms of shrink or stock loss, yeah. customer service impact. What are the key elements other than the obvious cashier labor cost that fall into the business cases, do you think? Right. Well, contrary to popular beliefs, unmanned stores are often not actually unmanned, right? Look at Amazon Fresh, you've got the entry helpers, you've got the booze bouncer, the click and collect operators. You know, even with every single pilot testing, they come with equipped of security cards for the just-in-case scenario. I mean, we're still not quite there yet with automated replenishment. Often when I do post about unmanned stores, people are asking, okay, so how do they get replenished? But uh, really, it's still quite manual. I mean, you might have, you're seeing quite a lot of robots these days that helps patrol the shelves to alert humans of missing stuff. But again, at the end of the day, that still requires a shelf stacker. Yep. And while customers find the experience amusing as if we're shoplifting out of a store, the tech people like us and the analysts, they all know that actually the shrink rate of this is quite low. Many people think that this kind of tech can be abused, but if you think about it, the cameras are so prevalent, the customers attract the moment they enter. So that leaves very, very little room for them to actually steal anything, really. Mm. But a lot of there's a lot of human processes to go through, like age checks um, for medicine, for booze. Yep. So I think retailers still have to try to bypass this. And, you know, the number one factor that a lot of people have mentioned is the inability to have a human personnel to speak and interact with 
is another downfall of these high-tech investors. I don't just mean like about daily conversations, but I read a lot of reviews from the Amazon Fresh Store where the receipts, they don't come in until what, two hours later. They want to get something refunded. It's not as immediate. They need to click through a lot of buttons and find some way or the other to interact with the retailer and customer service just to get their answers they need, right? Mm, I think that's that's a really good point, actually. I hadn't hadn't considered that sort of returns or refund journey. But yes, it's uh, something certainly to consider. I'd like to ask, we talk and we see Checkout Free in the grocery convenience space basically all the time. Is there any other use case for this technology? Does it fit in bigger supermarkets? Does it fit in other categories as well outside of food? If anything, I was more surprised how it has arrived into the grocery sector a lot quicker than I anticipated, right? Because actually, if anything, grocery is a huge barrier and more cumbersome to tag than fashion. Mm. Back then, we had lots of technology companies doing RFID tagging for fashion materials. I mean, yeah. there are lots of fashion stores that does this already where you can, you know, the smart mirrors can read your item or easy checkouts with RFID baskets. But often people are wondering, how can I possibly tag all these SKUs or individual items for grocery but they we've nailed it now it's mainly you know due to image recognition or scanning yep you know there is no right or wrong at the end of the day it's more about the company's direction and a major part of this also quite lies with the leadership that you have whether or not they're innovative towards this digital transformation journey but i think the real question to ponder is in this case are people attracted to amazon because of its branding mm to really be utilizing this store versus a vendor partnering with a smaller known supermarket or those that opened their own. It's more about whether or not the technology is actually needed for retailers and consumers. Does it solve any problems actually? Mm. What are the key problems? I mean, we've, we've touched on queuing as I guess a key problem and that would sit well in I'm thinking particularly in travel stores, you know, mm. airports, train stations, et cetera, where actually you might want to be making a very quick purchase because you've got a <laughs> very limited time to, uh, yeah. to, to to get on, on your uh, transport. Any other benefits of this checkout free model or cashierless model? You know, in reality, well, the cost of the technology really offset the slow margin industry, right? Mm. In my opinion, a man technology isn't really helping retailers save costs to save. But it adds valuable assets. You know, you're harnessing data. And this data, it's very valuable for suppliers. Yep. It helps aid retailers with personalization and targeting. Like why Ealing, for example, with the Amazon Fresh Store, right? But at the same time, the Amazon, they, I'm sure they must have already personalized the merchandise or um, customized it according to the local shoppers there. So this is where it benefits not just the retailer, but also their third-party suppliers, for example. Yeah, I can suddenly see you could begin to get a huge amount of data, arguably too much data (laughs) in terms of, you know, understanding dwell times for different mods, understanding which products customers pick up, review and then put back without actually buying. And why? Why is that? Yeah. Understanding even demographic shifts between lots of different types of missions, understanding patterns and so on that then allow you to go deep and really shift and optimize the operation and the proposition even further, which could be, yeah, quite exciting for sure. Yeah, I mean, this kind of technology, in a sense, isn't new, right? I mean, you already have technology that tracks the customer's movements, 
But at the same time, you're not now just looking at post-purchase um, decisions or what they've refunded. You're observing and analyzing what they are picking up in the stores, what they're putting back into the shelf, what decision factors may have prompted them to change their minds. Mm. Maybe it's a neighboring item on the shelf with a cheaper price point, etc. So there's a lot more data that Amazon is able to use in this case, or all the retailers, for example, who may be using similar technology to help decide or view the customer's journey, you know? Yes, definitely. Definitely. What else should we be thinking about in terms of, you know, other considerations that go into deciding if checkout free is the right direction for for your company? Well, certainly environmental factors plays a huge part. You know, the new formats can be ignited to change in consumer behavior. I mean, consumers are naturally, they will become curious and driven out to try new technology and formats. But this is quite debatable depending on the demographics targeted and whether, the, like I mentioned, if the technology actually serves as a solution to the problem of the community. A lot of people would see these unmanned stores work better in urban cities where people are more time constrained, mm-hmm. but will they have the same effect in, let's say, more suburban areas with maybe an older demographic, yep. for example, right? I think one thing to also consider, I remember reading about how for Amazon Fresh, a lot of the prices are more on the higher side with a much more limited selection. So and I mean, they do have their private labels now, but what's actually enticing the customer to pick Amazon Fresh over the regular supermarket? Is it truly because of the convenience? Mm. Again, going back to the point, they're very data-driven so that you can pinpoint the merchandise is very much geared for the local Ealing neighborhood. But at the end of the day, a shop really needs to be enabled by tech and not the other way around. It should act more as a grocery store instead of a tech vendor showroom right yeah <laughs> i mean what's to say that amazon prime shopper shouldn't just order online and have it delivered to their doorstep the same day what is the real store really providing and again it boils back down to capital investment the biggest hindrance has to be that because there are actual monetary costs but also the time to scale everything needs to be trained and tested Essentially, you actually have to completely retrofit an entire store unless you plan to tag each item with RFID or go with the imager way, like I mentioned, like the smart cards uh, and baskets as they do in China already, where the database recognizes each item. So it's less capital intensive. So like I mentioned, the Auckland vendor imager, what they have is a image scanner in every hub. So uh, every time there's a new SKE come in, comes in, the employee actually puts the item into the scanner reader within 30 seconds. It picks up the image and it, yep. the product and then it feeds into their database, mm. right? But at the same time, if you look at Amazon with a huge financial backing, it makes it cheap for them to run looking at their scaling perspective and they are able to manage it due to their scale of economy. Following on from that, you know, there are so many different technologies that you could be investing in or initiatives that you could be investing in. You know, you touched on it even just there yourself. You know, why shouldn't a prime customer just order it online and get it delivered? Mm. How do you decide if if checkout free is the right technology option for you to go and put the investment in? It's not it's not going to be cheap whether you're uh, whether you're developing it yourself or even licensing it from Amazon or another company as well, right? Particularly if there is heavy hardware deployment going on. I am a huge advocate for digital transformation, but at the same time, I don't think retailers should always abuse this to make it as a PR marketing gimmick. (laughs) Like I said, it has to provide 
a solution to a problem, you know, it needs to be an actual grocery store instead of a showroom. Like I said, it depends on the location, the demographic, whether or not they have a high technology adoption. But this has actually quite accelerated quite well within the COVID times. For example, right, often these use cases, for example, if you look back at the Sainsbury's trial yes. with the whole one store, you need an app to download. Isn't that often a friction point? But have we also adopted this new use, especially in the UK, of QR code scanning, you know? Or will it be better to adopt light apps or mobile web versions? Because, for example, augmented reality is also possible in web browsers. Now, how do you make it very easy and frictionless for the customers to use your technology within the grocery store instead of making it cumbersome and make them give it up? Yeah, very good. And I'm keen to ask, I'm not sure if you've got any thoughts on this. What's next for, for this whole space? You know, where, where does Checkout Free go from now? Is it going to be a, a bigger technology development? Is it just going to be more prevalent? Is it going to remain sort of quite niche? What are your thoughts? Well, I think the question to leave of this convo is how the future will look like. So my research concluded envisioning the future of hybrid models where we won't possibly just see a cold technology store. Like I know a lot of people were quite creeped out by all the, the cameras just dangling from the ceilings at Amazon. <laughs> but you're looking at more, very much more technology-enhanced supermarkets. Uh, ironically, quite similar to the larger scale of the Amazon Fresh models in the US. You know, they still have to sell the counters. They still have to staff around. But at least the checkout processes has been digitalized with their dash cards. Mm. So, yeah, so I guess at the end of the day, it's whether or not the audience, if they're on the customers, if they're ready for this sort of technology. Analysts or industry insiders were well and overexposed to it, but to the average everyday customer, this is mind-blowing technology. It is. The front may seem effortless, but for retailers or just, like I said, industry insiders, we know the back end needs sorting and it's very time and cost consuming. It's not as easy as it seems. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure entirely if anyone is thinking it's easy. <laughs> Tried or out. <laughs> but this has been a, a really interesting conversation, Tiffany, and certainly I've learned a lot. I think it's a, a very interesting space to see what happens. How can people get in touch and find out more about you? You can always find me on LinkedIn. I like posting some of my thoughts and opinions as well as on Twitter as well. And occasionally I also write for Forbes covering some technology, retail technology solutions. Awesome. Well, I will make sure to put all of those links on the show notes page today for you to go and check out. Thank you. Along with course with the, uh, the retail patrol videos, which are, are brilliant. Thank you. And I look forward to seeing them restart when life gets back a little bit more to normal. Yes. Well, Tiffany, thank you so much for joining me here on the Retail Transformation Show. It's been a really enjoyable conversation. Really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. So I do hope you enjoyed that conversation. And I thought Tiffany shared some great insight and helped lift the lid on the whole concept of checkout free stores. As I mentioned earlier, Amazon have had the majority of the press in this area, certainly in the Western world. But it's not the only solution out there as Tiffany laid out, and there are many different options, different approaches that you can pursue. So I would really encourage you to investigate this. But reflecting back on episode 125, whilst the technology may be the centrepiece of this transformation, it's certainly not the only factor at play, and it certainly shouldn't be the very starting point either. In that episode, number 125, 
I shared eight factors affecting technology-led transformation. And the very first factor was in fact focus. That is, having a focus on solving a real and meaningful problem, not just doing something cool and techy for the sake of it, right? So if you are considering checkout free stores, definitely make sure to consider that factor as well. And do check out that episode, episode 125. You may also enjoy episode 126, which was about the complexity of omnichannel retail, as well as going a little bit further back into the archives and listening to episode 96, where OmniTalk's Chris Walton joined me to explore the future of the store of the future. And finally, check out episode 68 and 69 with Richard Hammond and Rocky Howard from Uncrowd as they discuss how to win customers and what's going on inside people's heads as they choose where to shop. A really great set of episodes there. You can find the references to all of those episodes on the show notes page today, which is obandco.uk slash 127. And you can find all the links to connect with Tiffany Lung and watch Tiffany's Retail Patrol videos as well. Well worth watching. So thank you for tuning in and I look forward to joining you on another episode of the Retail Transformation Show coming at you very soon. Bye for now.